Welcome back, loggers, to another episode of the Bite-Sized Breakdown. My name is Josh. I'm one of your semi-regular hosts. Well, I mean, I guess regular hosts. I just wasn't on the last episode of the Backlog Breakdown because something came up, and I, it had been scheduled for like a week, but I didn't even, it didn't put two and two together, and it was the day that we normally record, and blah. But... That said, Wes and Micah did an absolutely fantastic job grilling Nate. I loved listening to it. I loved editing it. Um, If you haven't heard our last episode, go listen to that one because I'm sure it's going to be better than whatever I come up with here for today's episode. Before we jump into um, what I want to talk about today, I did want to confirm the rumors that were stated on the previous episode. I was able to get a PlayStation 4. <gasps> I'm in the current console gen. I mean, I've, I've had a Nintendo Switch, but you know, I'm, I'm in somewhat of the current console generation right before the PS5 releases. It's the perfect time, right? Um, and right before uh, Black Friday, when Best Buy in particular is going to have a ton of really great games on sale. So um, there go all my backlog golf points for the year. Um, I'm I'm looking at picking up a handful of games if they're still in stock. Hopefully, I don't have to you know throw anyone to the ground and jump over any corpses in order to get a, a ten dollar video game. But we'll see what happens. Um, it is also 2019, so I may just be able to gather up all the sweet deals from the uh, comfort of my living room with my laptop perched on my lap because, you know, the internet's there. Why do you have to go physical? I mean, unless you want to, you know, leave your Thanksgiving dinner and go to the store at like 3 p.m. because stores are crazy and they open super early for Black Friday on Thanksgiving. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know why I'm talking about it, but here we are. But you all know that I am a cheapskate, right? I mean, that's why I haven't gotten a PlayStation 4 until now. So I just wanted to... You know, I've got the mic in front of me. I wanted to go ahead and tell you a little story about how Josh Broccolo acquired his PS4. Um, So, well, I guess I haven't said this on air, but I mean, I've been eyeballing a PS4 for a while. It's something that I've wanted, but not really something that was in the budget. Um, So I I keep up with, you know, Facebook Marketplace and uh, Craigslist and things like that just to see, you know, are there some good deals? And I was able to snag a deal on a PlayStation Slim with God of War and, uh, what did they get? There were a couple games on the actual hard drive that were locked out eventually because it was the previous dude's login that had bought them. So, you know, you don't want to use their stuff, right? Um, but it was primarily, uh, God of War and then the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 edition, whatever. Anyways, um, I got it home, I turned it on, made sure it was all working, blah, 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 blah. And, like, as soon as the fan kicked in, there was just a very strange, uh, distinct smell coming from the PlayStation 4. Um, it wasn't anything illicit, but it was certainly, it, it just smelled like a dude's apartment, okay? You know, like, if I were not married, that's probably what I'd smell like all the time. And it was just a little unpleasant, so that combined with the fact that the controller that came with the system, the the nubs on it, the analog sticks, were a little worn, and so I was just kind of like, eh, I'm not really feeling it, like, 140 for this guy, it's not a bad deal, but I'm sure there'll be some better deals. So I threw it back up on Craigslist uh, with Kingdom Hearts, 
and someone bought it off me for $160. So I made 20 bucks, and I got a copy of God of War, because I figured, you know, I'll eventually play this on a system that I'll eventually get, right? And so then, like, a week and a half later, someone throws up a PlayStation 4, an original PlayStation 4, with Spider-Man and a controller for 100 bucks. So I jump on that. I'm like, dude, that is a sick deal. Met the dude. He's a nice guy. He gave me it. It even came in the original PlayStation 4 box. I'm like, dang, this is pretty cool. I'm sure he's, you know, takes care of his consoles. Reformatted the thing, and we were good to go. So I ended up, you know, I paid 100 bucks, but I mean, I made 20 bucks off the first PlayStation 4. So the way in my head, the, my budget, the way that it works out, is I bought a PlayStation 4 with one controller, Spider-Man, and God of War for $80. And that, my friends, is how you buy a used system. The only other thing that I want to say is that when, if you ever buy a used system like that, open that baby up and get all of the dust out of there because it is disgusting. I went ahead and cleaned out my PlayStation 4, opened it up. It was actually pretty easy to open up, and it gave me the courage to go back on my PlayStation 3 and open that up. That was way more complex, and there was way more dirt in it. It was, it was, it was stinking gross, guys. I mean... There was black dust, like there was gray dust in the PlayStation 4. There was literally like black dust in my PlayStation 3. It was super gross. But anyways, I don't want this episode to be all about, you know, you got a good deal and you can clean out your consoles. Yay, isn't that cool? Um, But, you know, just I'm just letting you know, for future reference, I'm going to be talking about PlayStation 4 games because now I have a PlayStation 4. So speaking of PlayStation 4 games... Um, except not at all, because what I'm going to talk to, to you about today is a game. It is available on PlayStation 4, but I'm, and I'm sure you saw by the title. But I wanted to talk to you about Jackbox. Okay, Josh, what is Jackbox? Well, Jackbox, they're the creators of the game. You don't know Jack, right? So, I mean, it's basically a board game for your TV. And so it is, you know, you buy it on a console and it's locked to that console, but it comes on tons of different um, different platforms. So I, I saw it was on Amazon Fire. You can get it on your laptop and hook that up to your TV. There's tons of different ways. Steam is how I've gotten a few of them. And they've come out with multiple packs of games. And it's not just You Don't Know Jack. It, they're just called Jackbox. So uh, right now, I just went on their website. They actually have six different game packs. And each pack has like four or five different video board games. Um, before we dive into what exactly all the games are, is just a reason, you know, as, as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this bite-sized breakdown, um, Jackbox came to mind because I missed out on last week's episode because I went on a staff retreat. Again, the, the date didn't get nailed down until like a week or two before, but then it just, I was like, oh, hey, that's the day that we usually record. Um, so anyways, I brought my laptop on this retreat. We ended up using my laptop to show some slides that my pastor had to talk about with the staff. And while we were there, um, you know, you minimize the the presentation or whatever that he was using. And uh, on my desktop, I've got a couple icons for the Jackbox Party Packs 3 and 4. So I suggested, hey, you know, when we have some downtime, we can go ahead and play this game. And so the long story short, we ended up playing it. It was like the staff of my church. So a good like 20 people, uh, you know, some people had gone to bed. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, we got a full house of people playing this game of all sorts of ages. 
and we had a great time. Like even the next morning when we woke up, we played it a little bit more uh, because people were just down. Like it's just a really good time. So I think the beauty of Jackbox is that, yes, it is a video game. It's something that connects to your TV. It's something that you're all going to be playing together. But it's also um, kind of a board game. It, it has that unique sense like we sports did when it first came out in that it is a video game for people who don't play video games now if you play video games you're gonna have a good time with it don't get me wrong but it's not a video game that takes video game skills in order to play no uh it is a, a battle of wits basically so pretty much if you enjoy board games and quick board game, you know, not the whole like story based huge RPG board games, but just like a quick round, you know, something simple like like Balderdash or something like that, then you're probably going to find a Jackbox game that you'll enjoy playing. And just with this phenomenon at the staff retreat where we had a great time with it, I was thinking, you know, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is coming up, and most people get together with their families during this time. So I would encourage you to pick up one of these Jackbox packs and play it with your families. I think you're going to have a great time regardless. You know, if you have a phone, if you know how to use a phone, you can play Jackbox. You're going to have a good time. My parents have played Jackbox, and they don't even like video games. In fact, they probably resent the fact that I even play video games, but they like, vi they like Jackbox video games. Those are still video games. They like them. They like video games. Boom, in your face, mom and dad. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I love my parents. They're like, seriously, they're the best. Anyways, so Jackbox is a video board game. There are six different packs. Each pack comes with four or five different games in them. Now, most of the packs have like one main game that has a ton of content that you're probably going to be playing the most. Um, the games that come to mind for me are Fibbage is a really good one. And Quiplash is another great one. They're, they're games that just have lots of content. They're, you can go back to them and go back to them and go back to them and keep playing them. A lot of the other games are kind of smaller experiences. So I'm going to focus on some of the bigger ones. So um, I mentioned Fibbage. Fibbage is a game where you are collectively, you, you sign in with your phones, you go to jackbox.tv. Like you start up the game, it shows up on the TV, it gives you a four-digit code. Okay, You go to Jackbox TV on your phone. You type in a name, you type in that four-digit code, and you are one of the contestants in the game. And you can have up to eight people with some of the newer packs. You can even have an audience. So if you don't want to play, you just kind of want to join in, then you can do that too. And each round, the game is going to give you, to ask you a question. It's pretty, like a trivia question, and it, they're really random. Like they are not, uh, it, your average person is not going to know the answer to hardly any of these questions. So then you answer, each person gives an answer to the question that they think it will be and or that they think other people in the room think that it's going to be. Because once everyone puts in their answers, then it shows you all eight of the other answers and everyone guesses which one the correct answer is. So I get, actually there's nine answers because there's the correct one and then all the eight incorrect ones. And so you're trying to get people to guess your answer that you put in and you'll get points if people guess your answer. And you are also trying to guess the correct answer. You'll win a lot more points if you get the correct answer. So it's a really fun game because you can, I mean, the questions are absolutely ridiculous. And so you can put in very ridiculous answers and you can all together have a very ridiculous time. It is just a barrel of laughs.
The strategy that's involved, I mean, yes, there's the aspect of just like knowing trivia, okay? There's that. But to me, what's great about the game is that you really have to play to the room because, yes, you want to write something ridiculous, but you want something with an air of truth to it and something that you think that the people in the room might possibly guess. So you're not just playing the game, you're also playing the people in the room in order to be good at the game. Now, I've seen this, like I said, the story with the staff at church. I've also had people in my small group who, like, it was the first time over at my house. We went ahead and started up Fibbage, and we had a great time. And you kind of, it's a great icebreaker, is what I'm trying to say. You kind of get to learn people's sense of humor and get to see another side of people that you might not in other kind of social contexts. So, as you can probably tell, Fibbage is my favorite out of all of the different Jackbox games. Um, but I did want to mention just a few others. Quiplash is great. This one gives two people a prompt that, well, excuse me, everyone who's playing gets two prompts, okay? But then only two people get each prompt. So, you know, depending on how many people there are, multiply that by two, and that's how many total prompts there are. And so um, then when everyone has answered, then it shows up on the screen, uh, the prompt, like the question, uh, what would you call Godzilla's dog's name? And then it shows the answers of the two people who gave their answer. And then everyone else in the game votes on which answer you thought was better. So whether it was funnier, whether you just liked it more, whether it was more clever, um, and you get points based on who votes on you. So it's kind of similar that just kind of crowd, not crowdfunded, that's not the right word, um, but mob rule kind of a game. So again, you're playing to the crowd, you're trying to use your wits and your, your cleverness, and you're trying to win over all the people in the room. And it's a fun time. There are other games in different Jackbox party packs like uh, Drawful, where it's basically video Pictionary, but you're drawing on your phones. And of course, like your phone is, there's not very much space on your phone. And so they're usually not very good pictures. And so it ends up with a lot of hilarity, unless you're with a bunch of people who are just very, very boring in general. Then I guess that comes out in the game too. But then there are other games where you are, um, where I remember, I don't even remember the name of the, the game in particular, but like you draw different mascots and, and you uh, draw pictures on t-shirts and so people vote which t-shirt was a better t-shirt and all kinds of stuff like that. There's a game where you're trying to defuse a bomb and so the different um, prompts or the different instructions on how to defuse that bomb are are divvied up and given to the different people in the room and so you all have to kind of like say what your instructions are but then you need to figure out in what order you're supposed to do these different things before the bomb explodes. That one's a great one although that one is a little more um, there's not so much content. That one is a much smaller game but you can definitely make a night out of it if you want to, you know, finish that game all the way through because you're not going to beat it the very first time you go through. So I haven't played all of the Jackbox games, but I wanted to give you just a little taste as to what these games are. Um, when I think of my favorite games of all time, when we did our top 10 list, Jackbox was it was it was definitely a runner up, um, which is funny because it's it, I don't think of it as a video game. I think of it more as like a board game type thing where you're with family, you're with friends, you're with a bunch of people and you all just want to do something together. I'm a very competitive person, so I really enjoy stuff like this. I'm you know, obviously I play video games, too. So I enjoy electronics and screens and, and tapping on stuff and pushing buttons, which doesn't happen. You just tap on stuff with this. 
So these games are right up my alley, but I think they do run the gamut. You can really have a wide audience with something like this. People who don't even enjoy video games will have a good time just being friends in a room together. So if you want to bolster some some camaraderie, that's the word, not camaraderie, artery, karate arteries. If you want some karate art, no. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> if you want to have a good time with your friends, if you just want to build relationships, I think this is a great icebreaker game um, that goes over in a ton of different contexts. Like I said, it's on a ton of different platforms. Steam is great. They have sales all the time. I like Steam because I have it on my laptop. And what happened at our staff retreat is exactly what I bought it for is like, Hey, I take my laptop with me all kinds of different places. And so this is really easy to just hook up wherever you are. You know, you have a free like 20, 30 minutes. People are going to have a good time. So let this be an encouragement to you during this holiday season while you're with friends and family. Uh, enjoy each other's company. You don't have to go off in your own room and play God of War or Spider-Man or Bloodborne or any other of these great PlayStation 4 games. You, you don't even have to pull out your Switch while everyone else is eating and you're sitting in the same room. No, you should be playing with everyone else if they want to play too. Like, you know, just have a good time with people. Don't, don't go, you know, Nate is doing his no single player November. You should do that too. I say you do that. If you're with family, if you're with friends, don't be a loner. Be a family friend and have a good time. Pull out Jackbox. And everyone will love you for the rest of your life. No, they love you for other reasons, but they will love the time that they get to spend with you if you have Jackbox. Thank you and good night. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. 